Welcome to the Hockey Opinion. This is Nick with Cody giving you our hockey opinion. So today we're going to go over the playoffs so far. Round one, almost done. All right, so we're going to start with your prediction for tomorrow. Today. Today, for today. Your prediction for Game 7, Washington, Carolina, today. 3-1 Carolina. 3-1 Carolina. And I'm going to go with 4-1 Washington, I think. When, when realistically, it probably is going to be something crazy, like 5-3 or something, 5-2. Or one nothing in double overtime. <sighs> Yikes. I don't think Carolina's got the goaltending for that. <laughs> True. I'm surprised the way they're playing, though, because Mrazic's playing pretty good. But... They're outscoring Washington. True. So I, I think I think Carolina's got some good veterans to to simmer it all down. Well, they have a lot. Of, their, their team, uh, they have like a lot of good defensemen, a lot of young players with offensive talent. Yeah, they're just putting it all together right now against Washington. So. What what what's your opinion on uh, Toronto's game last night? Did you watch any of it? I watched a little bit of it. Were you impressed with Toronto? No, never impressed with Toronto. Not going to lie, they had Mitch Marner doing way too much. Yeah, but Mitch Marner is their best player. They have him playing too much. Like They're like, okay, so what we want you to do is we want you to play real defensively, and then we want you to play offensively at the same time. It's like, mm, that's not how that works, man. You yeah, know? They... Against a team like Boston, where they got four lines going, and they got Bergeron, Dude, Bergeron is flawless. I agree. Bergeron is probably one of the most complete players, if not the most complete player in the NHL. Facts. Outside of, well, Barkov's going to be there soon, I think. But as of right now, there's no, there's, it's Bergeron because that guy puts up points. And, and another shuts. one, another thing too. Is what's your take on Nazem Kadri going to be back in the Leafs next year or is he done? That's two years. Think about this. Two years. That's two years that he's been and he wasn't injured. Two years that he's gotten suspended in a row where he's not helping his team when they need him the most. Yeah, I just don't know what you'd be able to get for him. I mean, he's an all right player, but <sighs> I, I. Personally, I don't know if they they really care what they get back for him. Like, if it's like young prospect, maybe some picks, maybe a first round pick this year. Just get rid of the player. Just to get rid of him to clean up some cap because you know they'd be pay- they're going to be paying they're going to be paying true. this off season. Barnard's but also, do they want to bring back Jake Gardner? That's two years in a row, two turnovers. Oof, that's cost them. Yeah, and so far they have yeah they they haven't won a game seven with him in the lineup against Boston. So maybe it is time to move on from those two, get rid of all those losses and start again. Here's another thing: Mike Babcock hasn't won a, a series, a first round series in a while too. And another thing: why was Patrick Marlowe out there for the finals, like for the final bit there? I've read that, but they need goals, and that guy can shoot the puck. Yeah, but then real so can Matthews. Matthews is under twenty minutes. Are you kidding me? If but, if that was Oilers and that was McDavid, we would have a riot. Yeah, but Matthews is not McDavid. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, but then if you look at Matthews, I'm not saying I, 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 I okay, so that came off wrong. I didn't mean that he was like McDavid. Just their best. I player. meant that I I meant that he was on a hot streak. He was he's their best player by far. Like no, not by far. He's their best goal scorer by far. 
that that sounded about right. Not complete player, goal scoring. That's true, but I mean, they had the goalie pulled for X amount of minutes. He can only play so many of them. I don't know. I still think you double shift them or something. I guess. I guess if you don't have confidence in them, you don't double shift. You name another coach that doesn't double shift their best players. I can't say Benar from uh, from Colorado because that kid does nothing but double shift McKinnon. <laughs> Uh, is it even called double shifting? I think the guy's out there all game. Does he even get off? <laughs> he goes to the bench and he just squirts water at his face and says, get back out there. <laughs> yeah. He's injecting himself with vitamins so he doesn't cramp up. <laughs> Three assists in the in the game, deciding game for McKinnon. 28 minutes of ice time in game four for McKinnon. That's insane. That's a forward too. You know, Stone, I know we're all over the place in this podcast, but that's just how we do it. Um, that goes. Stone had seven games played. I think it was seven or six. And he had 12 points, bro. Yep. 12. Huge. It's unfortunate that uh, my bracket took a hit with the Golden Knights getting, ex- you know, getting tossed out like it's that. It's true. And mine, although you do, I still have Eric Carlson, so. He had a lot of dude. Brett Burns had freaking forty minutes almost last night. Really? Well, Brett had, Burns well, had, had almost 30. two games in a row, twenty nine and twenty eight. Insane, just insane. Did you see Hurdle's uh, post game? His post game uh, interview? Nope. Hilarious. Oh, yeah, we won, baby. (laughs) He's like, I had so much fun. That's awesome. I would like – I'd like to know how Pavelski's doing, though. Like, that's not – I mean, you know, I don't think that was a five-minute penalty. I think it was, you know, a really bad thing that happened. I don't think Eakin intended to hurt him. He gave him a little cross-check that happens almost every face-off in the playoffs. And then he got bumped again going down, and he just landed wrong. Now, I'm not saying that it was a good thing he fell down. I just hope he's okay. Yeah, you never like seeing people get injured. That's terrible. No. Do you think Truba gets traded this year? <gasps> Winnipeg said they have some tough decisions that they need to do. I think he wanted out, didn't he? He wanted out of there for a while. He wanted out before. He may have changed his mind. But, I mean, I honestly I think he's going to want more than he's worth. And I think a team could do a good job picking him up. Detroit? No. I guess, I guess, yeah, no, that's not really Yeiserman's thing, picking up big free agents. Not, not with, not with, uh, no, that's not his thing. He likes developing and being slow, doing it right. Cause when you develop, when he develops his guys, he gets guys to take discounts. That is true. That's that's his style. Because if he goes out for a free agent, they're like, "Well, you see, I'm worth six million, but I want 12. Hashtag Matthews. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared for the Maple Leafs because uh, they're going to be a lot of complainers. I think, unless they can, uh, unless they can move a couple contracts. Well, I want to see what Dubis does this year because what did he, what has he done so far as GM? Tavares. I guess that's a big move. <laughs> Nylander. Halfway through the season. It doesn't matter. It's done. 
Nylander. Uh, what else has he? Oh, he drafted Sandine. Apparently, that Sandine kid in the Marlies averages twenty, almost thirty minutes a night. Wow. It was like twenty nine something. I was like, really? Hmm. And you got him that low at twenty ninth overall or something like that, twenty eighth overall. Yeah, that's all right. But then again, I I realize Toronto fans overhype everybody. They're like, oh, Jeremy Bracco, this and that. It's like, really? That kid's like 24, hasn't came up to the NHL yet that I've noticed. Not sure about that guy. Probably have to uh, give up on him. <laughs> he hasn't panned out. He's almost he's almost halfway to 30. <laughs> but the, you know what I'm saying, though. They got a couple guys that, that need contracts, right? Like Kapanen. Uh, Mark. Johnson. Marner's the big one. Marner's the double-digit one. Marner's twelve million. If he doesn't make over ten million, then Dubis wins. What's going on under the table there? But Dubis wins. <laughs> he automatically. Hey, would you would you would you find it mad sketch if he signs for seven? Yes. Whose house did you get to only make seven million dollars? Well, uh, he's probably got like free everything for the rest of his life, even yeah. after his career. Yep. You got free housing for the rest of your life in this beautiful mansion. You got free Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. You got you got you got the whole nine yards. Yeah. And then and then here's your seven million dollars to go do with it, whatever you want. Mm. And then not to mention endorsements. He could easily make his revenue back. Well, yeah, and I mean if you get free stuff, that's worth money too. I'm not gonna lie, I would take that approach. Yep. So, in conclusion, with everything that we got going on, what's your overall summary of the playoffs so far? Your opinion on how it's shaping up to be a second, good second round, bad second round? I think it'll be a good more- second round. I think um, Colorado against San Jose. That'll be a decent series. I think Colorado's going to get beaten five games, though. So, what are you saying? Blue? You say you, you're probably saying Blues and Sharks in the finals, eh? Yes, I want I want it Dallas and Sharks. But that's only because then the Rangers get another first round pick. But I think Blues and Sharks will be going on. I think that St. Louis Dallas series might go seven. I think I'm I'm expecting overtime games there, possibly low scoring, similar to how Dallas and Nashville. There's a lot of close games there. What do you think I'm about? Not gonna lie, I am not stoked for any bit of the playoffs coming up. The only team I want to see do good. It's for the playoffs is Columbus. That way, I that way more teams take more risks. I like I like that. If Columbus goes, which they're playing, if they can get past the Bruins, I definitely think they're Eastern Conference Final champions. Well, like I said, they're they're definitely built to win now. Do you know the stats against the Bruins this year? I I have no idea. Me neither. No. Dang it. Well, here here we'll look at a comparison. Better goaltending. I'd say Boston. I think I think personally Boston's got better goaltending. Tukaras, good goalie. I'm not saying he's you know hundred times better than Bob, but playoff well, wise, safe playoff, safe wise playoff wise, Tukaras, you gotta go Rask. Defense, you gotta go Columbus. I agree. Uh, forwards, that is that one's a coin toss. Yeah, but if you think about it, let's go go through the lineup. You have your your Boston lines. You got Bergeron, 
Marshawn Heinen. Mm-hmm. I believe he's playing with Krejci. Mm-hmm. Really, you don't have anything after that. With some, you know, decent guys. But if you look at Columbus, we got Panarin, Duchesne, Dubois, Bjorkstrand, who played well. You got, I guess on Boston, you got DeBrusque, too. That kid's um, going to be a force in this series. Yeah, but the, but the thing about uh, Columbus is they have the, the line of Felino, Jenner, and Anderson. That one literally just causes havoc. And then you come, then next comes out Panarin and whoever he's playing with. And then that's where they get their offense. And, you know, those other guys can put up offense too, but they control a lot of the play and they bang you up. They bang the other guys up. And Boston, you know, Bergeron, like we said, is amazing. And Marshawn's really good. But I think if Columbus doesn't fall for the Bruins trap, as in let Marshawn and all the other Bruins get under your skin, Mm -hmm. they're beatable. Yeah. I think they are. And I think, yeah, as long as it's to the state disciplined, easily. But save percentage, pretty close in round one. Okay, if you had to pick one, though, if you had to pick one that's a better sliding edge. Which one do you think? Uh, yeah, you have to go on off of history in the playoffs, and that's to Rask. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. But then that, then that being said, I, I can't even remember who's on Boston's defense. They got Krug, Chara. Uh, McElroy, um, uh, Carlo. Yeah, but well, then I could say one guy on check. Columbus that literally trumps everybody there. Jones. You could say two guys that trump everybody there. <laughs> and Jones being <laughs> you got Florensky is just Yeah, that's that's far out. And then even their second pairing with Savard the way he's played in the first round. Mm-hmm. And uh here's another thing though. It could be Bru- Bruins. Bruins could be tired from that seven game series for Toronto. Columbus could be rusty from having all that time off. Yeah, those are the other factors we we don't know, right? Is 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 Boston going to be extra hyped? Probably not. If it was Toronto, maybe, but not Boston. Um, and Columbus just won their first playoff round in history, and they're they know they need to win this year. A lot of those players might not get a chance at a cup again after this, right? You never know. At the end of the day, what do we know? We're just two guys with a hockey opinion. Thanks for listening.